0: Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Garth Lagerwey is on the line right now, joining us here on Sports Radio 92.9 The Game, president of our Atlanta United. And uh, Garth, good to have you back on, man. Well, John and I were talking about the match last night, and, you know, unfortunately, we're just giving up these early goals, and it, it continues to happen, and it happened again last night. That just kind of puts us behind the eight ball.
1: Yeah, no, it's... It was definitely not the. Uh, it was a nightmare start for us, giving up two goals in the first ten minutes again, and you know just felt like easy mistakes, preventable mistakes and stuff. And uh, what was a bummer about it was that the last two games we'd gotten clean sheets, right? It's first time we'd gotten back to back clean sheets, I think, all season. So um, I think we were a little bit fatigued, probably. Uh, quick turn uh, yeah. on the road in Montreal, then on the road in Boston, uh, a couple of flights in between. Um, but it's definitely something we got to we got to get better off. We got we got to climb higher than than uh, I think we're we're sixth in the table and seventh on points per game and um, you know we're okay but we got to get better and hopefully that's coming this uh, uh, with help on the way this transfer window.
2: Uh, yeah, how unsettled has this season been? It seems like you know I I know that uh, Garth that it is the nature of MLS given the you know the schedule and how it falls in the calendar and things of that nature and. And injuries and things like that happen, but does this seem like it's been a lot of, you know, with with national team play and whatnot uh, that we haven't had a, a whole lot of time with, you know, the what you would consider the core of the team together?
1: Yeah, you know, look, if you just take our two best players, and uh, you say uh, Jorgos Jakamakis and, and Tiago Amada, um, we're five one and four uh, when they're when they start together. Uh, so the good news is, is we're pretty good when we have our best players. Um, The bad news is is, is they've played half the games together. Um, Now, some of that, uh, to be fair, comes down to uh, Yakubaxi's fitness. And and it is a common issue uh, for players in their first year in MLS where they're coming off a European season where, you know, they've been playing for a long time already, right? They started last summer. They played through the fall, got a little break for the World Cup, play all through the spring, and now they're jumping into another full season. So without without a normal break that they might get in the summer. So I think we have to be you know still careful with Yakimakis in that sense. But I do think you know if we're able to add a couple pieces uh, in the summer window here, you know right now we've we've taken all the pain. We've traded Andrew Gutman. We've traded Franco Ibarra. We've sold uh, Luis um, But the guys aren't their replacements aren't in here yet. We get Miles Robinson back from uh, the U.S. national team uh, now um you know that'll help you know if we can get Mayumba's visa over the line that'll help um and you know hopefully uh still some more reinforcements on the way
0: Garth what is it that you think this team needs uh I don't want to give away any secrets but you know everybody's talking about the transfer window and what's going to happen and blah 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 and I'm like okay what does our president think we need
1: well, gotta, we got we got to be better defensively I mean you guys have not yet you know, at, at the top I and mean, we can't give away silly goals and in order to do that, we got to play better defense. Now, we, we went to five defenders at the back instead of four, had some success with that over the, the Philly game and the Montreal game. Um, but I think structurally we got to continue to add talent uh, in the spine of the team uh, and specifically um, adding players that can succeed out of a defensive posture uh, at least some of the time. And I think some of the time we got to be willing to play in transition when we go forward. But to be clear, our problem is not been scoring goals it's been conceding him and uh, if you do that for a whole season, it really hurts the confidence of the whole group, um, and that's something we really got to work on and address. And, and you know some of that is talent, and that's that's what we're that's what we're working on over the summer.
2: Well, he has landed in Florida, Garth Lagerway. Messi is in the United States. Uh, he's going to be unveiled at something called the Unveiling. Or they're going to have a big deal. I don't know if he's going to come out of the floor like LeBron and stuff with smoke and three titles and all that.
0: Not one. Not uh, two, but yeah, three.
2: Yeah. Exactly. Uh, how excited are you that uh, Lionel Messi is part of MLS?
1: Uh, it is great for the league. Uh, it is great from an exposure standpoint. It's great from a, a notoriety standpoint in the sense that people are going to pay attention. You know, We're on Apple, uh, which means you can watch our games anywhere in the world. Uh, if you buy the subscription, and and you know Messi is gonna have a lot of people that travel with him, um, metaphorically speaking, that want to watch him, you know, and I I do think it's great uh, for the league. Uh, you know, I know we we play them coming up here in the in the League Cup, so I think we'll we'll get a our, our first look at it. I think I think we're down there July 26th if I have my dates right, and um, maybe July 25th um, in terms of uh, you know that's a game that he might play in.
0: Garth, everybody's tried to do, I mean, you were in Seattle. The the following there is tremendous, as it is here. But everybody's tried to do these stadium games, right? And and my question is, do you think there's more of that in the future of MLS? I mean, you've got to have the star power and the backing. Atlanta, unique. Seattle, unique. I I don't know if Miami can do the stadium games, game after game, regardless of Messi being there and and selling out. I, I wonder what you think about this.
1: You mean you, you, might they go play in a bigger venue yes. like in the yes. Stadium? Yes. Absolutely. Um, yes. yeah, look, it's the Miami situation is really unique for a couple reasons. I mean, they they are building a stadium, but it's probably not going to get open until late 25 early 26, uh, which doesn't do a whole lot to address the current situation. Um you know, they they have, you know, a very nice temporary stadium, um but it's that, right? And it's not fully built out. So, you know, I don't know their business strategy with respect to this. Um, you know, and I think we have to look at long term the impact of Messi, you know, just on on kind of raising all boats, so to speak, from a media perspective. The amount of tension he's going to command, I think the amount of scrutiny he's going to bring to the league. And, and I think we have a really great opportunity to grow the league. Um, again, if you're looking at, you know, international events, just as one example, Copa America coming to the South American championship coming to America next year, next summer. And the U.S. and Mexico and Canada are going to play in that. Uh, because you know there is no World Cup qualifying process ahead of the 26th World Cup, because we automatically qualify. So we got to play in tournaments that mean something. We're playing that one, um, but now Messi's playing in that, right? And Messi's playing with Thiago Almada in Copa America. So now you know maybe that's uh, a game or an event uh, that we get to host here in Atlanta. And you know you start the the, the wheels start turning a little bit on on what else. Uh, this could mean in terms of his impact. And when you look at these international tournaments, in addition to the league games, um, you, look, you look at a league's cup where we're in the same group with Miami. I think it'll be really interesting to watch how the next couple of months play out.
2: What does it say about uh, Garth about Atlanta as a soccer city? You're talking about bringing, a, you know, potentially a gigantic, you know, sell out Copa event here. We know that the, we got FIFA coming in here and wh- who knows what we're going to get yet. Um, by the way, are we close to FIFA making that announcement as to who's going to get what, when?
1: I, I think it's going to come this year. Okay. That's, the, that's the expectation. Obviously, I'm always careful about commenting on that because that's, that's FIFA's calendar right. and FIFA controls that, and we don't.
2: Uh, and then, of course, you got Chelsea and Newcastle coming in and the return of Miggy on for us. And, uh, you know, that, that that thing is going to be, you know, nutty too. I mean, it speaks to the the culture here of what you guys and, and now uh, what the MLS is doing in terms of uh, laying the groundwork for the growth of the game at large across uh, all spectrums here in Atlanta.
1: Yeah, look, if you want to be comprehensive, Copa America 24, uh, EPL visit, obviously this summer, a couple of weeks from now, 25, FIFA's announced that the Club World Cup is going to come. So those are the best club teams in the world that will be playing here in America. Somewhere 26 is the World Cup. Uh, FIFA's increasingly likely to award the Women's World Cup in 27 to uh, uh, to North America. So that's the potential uh, to have a world-class event. So, uh, And then the, the Olympics in 28. Uh, that women's competition women's soccer is a is a full national competition uh for the olympics as well so it it's uh you know five years in a row you're looking at some of the marquee events in the world that are that are coming uh certainly to North America maybe to atlanta um and you're seeing the profile of soccer get raised uh, exponentially and uh, the only other thing that i that I throw out is you know the first, the last time this happened when David Beckham signed back in two thousand and seven he was the first uh, soccer athletes to kind of do the talk shows, to do Letterman and Leno and and the guys who were on at that time. Um, But the mainstream was not aware of soccer. But since David played, uh, we've added uh, 17 teams to the league. We've built 16 stadiums and I think 15 training facilities. So um, just exponential growth since Beckham came and the significance of that is now all this infrastructure is in place. You know, we play in a, in a $2 billion stadium, uh, Atlanta United do, right? Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Um, you know, we, we uh, have a, you know, tens of millions of dollars uh, training ground, uh, you know, with uh, Children's Hospital of Atlanta. So Children's Healthcare of Atlanta even. So these are concrete assets that are a big deal, that are among the best in the world. And I think as Messi comes here and Messi plays here, more and more people are going to be paying attention, particularly because it's on Apple and it's all over the world. And now things like, hey, we have a top 25 crowd in the world and we're playing in arguably the nicest soccer stadium in the world. Those are, those are things that start to compound for our benefit.
0: Always good to talk with you, Garth. Uh, We got a quick turnaround, though. Uh, Orlando, Saturday, 7 o'clock pregame right here, 7.30 kick. Mike Conti, of course, Jason Longshore with the call. We appreciate the time as always, and hopefully we can turn around and get a result this time.
1: You got it, man. It's going to be Orlando.